right, everybody. We're here with Georgia Songbird, Mr. Shane Bias Jr. That's right. Introduce yourself, Shane. Uh, I'm Shane. Um, I got started playing live music, writing music, and everything in January of this year um, at okay. Mad Life Stage and Studios open mic nights. So you, this is recently. Let me turn my phone. Why do we keep going? You're good, man. It's gonna go crazy if I don't. You're good, man. Um, so you just recently got started, really? Yeah, I did. I just got started in January. Um, I had been playing since I was 15, 16 years old. Um, bought a guitar off a friend, you know, started playing, but I didn't really do anything performance-wise until January because uh, I had been kind of putting it off. I had been, you know, playing in my bedroom a whole lot, but. Uh, you know, things start to pick up, you know, and you got to do what you love to do. So I kind of decided to start doing that. How long have you been playing in total? Uh, I think I've, I started actually trying to play when I was 15. Okay. Um, I bought a Haynes guitar off of a, a buddy for like $60. And, um, he was like, yeah, man, I'll show you some stuff. So he showed me Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd. <laughs> and uh, I just played the hell out of it. I just kept playing it. But um, yeah, and then I, I kind of kept going. And I remember I learned a, a Johnny Cash tune. And my parents were like, oh, man, that's awesome. You know, and so they bought me my first real guitar, which was like an Alvarez. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got better as I got better guitars. And then the, the last guitar that they got me was a Martin Triple O um x series i think okay. is what they call the x series it's like a he's got the sapelli laminate back and sides and stuff in it but it plays like a martin and uh you know i just kind of continually got better as they showed that they supported me and everything and it was, it's been a great journey though so i guess cumulatively like five six years i've been playing now I, that's one guitar i have is martin mm -hmm. i i've got like i said i've got the Ketma guitar which is my newest one i've mm -hmm. got a taylor over here oh yeah um the first guitar I picked up was like an old um, Yamaha acoustic with my grandfather's. Mm. He taught me about the GCD, and then he died like after he taught me that. So I took a couple lessons, mm -hmm. and I'm not I can't read music. I just I never could. I I, I got to the point where it was like I could a little bit, but I would just it would throw me off. So I was like, okay, forget it. I'll just learn how to do songs. He said, well, what song do you want to do? And it was he gave me two choices: Wish You Were Here or uh, Stairway to Heaven. I was like, let's do Stairway to Heaven. So I can I've learned like the riff part of Stairway to Heaven. Yeah, that's a that's one that I actually never really learned. Yeah. Everybody says like, "Oh, don't play Stairway in a guitar shop." And I was like, <laughs> "I don't even know it. Right. I still don't know it." Yeah, that's a Wayne's World reference. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I play it all the time. So that's the first thing I do in a, in a guitar shop is I'll grab the guitar, I'll start playing Stairway to Heaven. Just because you can. Oh yeah, they always <laughs> laugh. It's funny. Oh yeah, it, it's, oh, yeah. it's part of the, the Wayne's World. <laughs> So, guys, I met him. He's on the open mic at uh, Mad Life, which they have every Tuesday, I think, right? Mm -hmm. And they have, like, a uh, extended sets on Wednesdays. And I met you there. I was playing, and uh, we got to talking. And he's actually from where I was born. I was born in Putnam County in Eatonton. Mm -hmm. And you you live pretty close between Eatonton and Milledgeville, right? That's right, man. I grew up there, born and raised. Uh, that's kind of where I found myself, really. Okay. Even, even going back and everything, because... Uh, I grew up first in closer to Putnam County. We had a trailer in Putnam County for a long time. Um, and I went to, but I went to school in Milledgeville mm -hmm. throughout high school and everything. I, I went to a, uh, a military school down there and, um, kind of was, I, I'd left that school 
once because I had some problems, some behavioral issues. So you, you can imagine, you know, you had to leave the military school because <laughs> you were getting into trouble. But, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm very glad to have been from there because, you know, there's GCSU is down there and everything. I, I didn't go to school there, but um, brings a lot of, like, musicians around down there. And so, mm-hmm. like, I would hang out with people and uh, who, who were older than me and playing music and stuff. And it was, it was just a really nice small town, you know. It's just a, a really good place to grow up, in my opinion. My parents knew everybody. So. Yeah. Now... Eatonton to here is a good a good hike. Mm. So, what brought you to to Mad Life from Eatonton? Well, you see, I uh, I got into theater in high school. Okay, and so once I got into theater in high school, I was doing musical theater, and I was looking at schools for college to go to college for theater. And uh, KSU had like a really great theater program, and so uh, that's what I went to college for. Went wound up going to KSU for theater, and then um, I was kind of getting to the point where I didn't really enjoy it anymore. And I was like, but I still want to play music. I still want to do music. I still want to perform, you know? And so I started looking around at open mics and stuff. And I'd heard a lot of great things about Mad Life through KSU Mm -hmm. because they uh, do some stuff with their music entertainment and business program at KSU. They have a minor program there. And uh, I I didn't do it, but I I heard about it through friends. Uh, I had a girlfriend that was in the program at the time and kind of got connected with some folks at Mad Life and, um, went up there first open mic that I played Greg Shaddix, you know, Greg, and mm-hmm. he was like, uh, man, I got to get you on my YouTube channel. And I was like, perfect. So that's kind of where it went. Yep. Um, uh, and I realized the other day that I was supposed to, <laughs> me and him were supposed to, we're going to get like another, and he came here one time before the old cast was like a 30 minute session. And if you know, Greg, me and Greg, we kind of talk a lot. Oh yeah. So mm-hmm. we, we get long winded and I was like, we got to get back and do another show. Cause he does so much. It's like, and you can, you can tell everybody what you do and tell people about mad life and uh he can do youtube we kind of started our podcast stuff at the same time i know he does more youtube stuff now mm. i'm out in the woods there ain't gonna be no youtube here i wish there was but honestly my internet is so bad i mean i i can't I, i'm sitting here watching the screen just to make sure that my computer doesn't fry <laughs> out. Like, okay is it, is it is it good is it, is it gonna work <laughs> so i understand that it's funny you said that when i went to college i got kicked out of kennesaw Mm. That's the only time I ever went to college, uh, and they kicked me out. I can't go back. But I took theater. I remember taking theater as like a, one of the classes, mm-hmm. and we did a uh, Romeo and Juliet kind of play. We put the play together. Right. I remember drama class so much fun. Our, you go to you go to plays in Atlanta. That was your class assignment. Mm-hmm. That was so easy. But I remember doing a Romeo and Juliet, and we made it bikers. Uh, so it was kind of the, the biker scene. I mm-hmm. remember that. That was so much fun. That's pretty cool. Man. I didn't know they had cool. like a music minor thing there now. Yeah, they have like a, they have a music entertainment and business. It's called Mebus, is what they call it. Okay, um, and they do like a lot of the the business and technical aspects of it um, of the music industry and everything. Like right. get you connected with the right folks and everything. And uh, like uh, John Driscoll Hopkins of the Zach Brown Band does a lot with them. Like they have like an externship with him at. Uh, brighter shade studios and everything um it's really cool they do like a mebus mixer thing in quotes uh which is like where they get all their students who perform and uh, all their students who do a lot of the 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 backstage stuff together and they put on like a a, an exposition kind of thing oh that's cool i've seen a couple of them they're really good i may have to go back to there just for mebus and stuff i don't i don't don't need all the core stuff i just want to get the the, the take the classes for that yeah yeah there's like a lot of sound engineering stuff too and uh you know hardware stuff you know as far as microphones and everything go which you look like you've got it figured out but 
Uh, looks could be the same. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, I kind of warm my way through it. I, I kind of do it as I go. And I was like, okay, this doesn't work. Let's try this. <laughs> this doesn't work. Just let's try this. And it's been trial by error. That basically everything, it's still everything I do. Cause when I first started the podcast and I started recording people, I'm going to use a garage band guys, if you didn't know it. And then mm-hmm. I go edit it, which is easy. I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize like you can see on here, the little circle by the number. If you don't put that on there, then you're not in stereo. And oh. so what happens is it's going to be in the left or the right. So one microphone was in the left and then the other was in the right. So it's like if, if you're listening to it on here without speakers or headphones, it, it sounds okay. But when you put on headphones, you can totally tell that it's like, oh. Because <laughs> I did a couple of uh, podcasts before I did that. Like I did uh, Woody Earwood. He was on there. Uh, he's a local songwriter, really talented. Uh, Deborah Lynn Rodriguez, she came on. Same thing. I learned after Pam Hobby, I think I learned how to do mm-hmm. the stereo. <laughs> oh, she's great. Pam Hobby's so great. <laughs> yes. I love her. She she like kind of uh, invited some folks out to a couple of vacation homes and stuff, mm-hmm. and it, just the the way that she talks about like you know the, all the friends that everybody's made and everything and her songs and everything. She's she's just great. Yeah, she's a great person. But you know I I've I've heard several of her songs and you you can tell <laughs> you can tell that she's a good person but. yeah she's she's really good guys he's talking about Pam Hobby here in Georgia if you didn't know her she's been on she was on my podcast she does like birds and stuff too uh but being in this area i mean you came to a good area for songwriters oh yeah and for people that help i mean that's that's one of the coolest things about it now is even though it's songwriting in general is a huge huge area you kind of find pockets of it and everybody knows everybody and most people are willing to help each other out, you know, and, and do like interviews or do like gigs or they just help each other. And that's what I've always loved about songwriting community mm. is that aspect of it. And I know there's other parts of it that's horrible because you get people that are like, oh, you can't take my gigs or they get jealous or whatever. But I'll, for the most part, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I've never I've never experienced any jealousy like around Woodstock. Yeah, you know, not I've, in Wood, I've never seen any Woodstock. I, nothing like that. I mean, and plus... I, I, I'm very lucky. I'm, I'm very lucky because I was just kind of, I didn't know if I was any good at any of it, you know, and then Greg was helping me along, you know, kind of giving me pointers and stuff. Yeah. And uh, a couple of other folks like got me gigs and everything and they helped me out with sound equipment. Sterling Barrett, like, yeah. Well, yeah, I thank him for being able to get my first gig around here because he like gave me a sound system and hooked me up with this dude that he was playing gigs for and, you know, He's got his band putting out some music now. Yep. Chess, chess man. club. Gosh, dude, it's the so chess, cool. But yeah, yeah, so cool. And but no, like back to what you were saying though, like everybody's just so kind, and uh, you know, getting your music out there, mm-hmm. and you know, p- getting people to listen to what you're saying, and it's just amazing. I, I couldn't have picked a better place, and yep. I'm totally aware of it. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, it's funny you said Sterling. Sterling, I haven't had Sterling on a show yet. So Sterling, if you listen to this, brother, come on a show. <laughs> uh, I do New Music Monday and. One of his new songs is going to be played tonight on New Music Monday. Yeah. And you gave me one of yours, but I wanted to ask you. I figured you'd come up here and ask you today. Yeah. Um, it's not available anywhere yet. Not yet. But I can play it if you want anytime. I just didn't know if you want me to wait till it was released or. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm cool with you playing it whenever. Okay. Uh, the, the release is kind of a thing that is a work in progress. So, um, but it doesn't bother me at all. Okay. Um, nobody will really be able to find it, but if people will hear it, then that's great. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm not bothered by anything like that. I, you know, whichever one 
you want to put on there is whichever one you like the best, I guess. Yeah. Um, I think I, you sent me uh, Answers was the one you sent to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Greg really likes that song. Yeah. And I've, I've played it on his YouTube channel. and But, yeah, um, I'm, I'm cool with playing unreleased music. Yeah. Cause, now, do you have have to have it recorded yet? Are you getting ready to release it? or? Yeah, yeah. It's in the um, process of getting released. Um, we're, I'm, I'm working on some stuff for, like, a release party and okay. um, stuff like that. And as uh, soon as that's figured out for sure, um, it's it's going to be released on the same day as my release party sometime next year. Um, That's cool. Coming up pretty soon. Um, and like an EP, months. right? Or? Yeah, it'll be five songs. EP. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the title of the EP is Lake Country, and uh, I don't know. You, you're from Edenton, so you know, like everything around there, around like Madison and everything. There's like signs that just say like Lake Country, <laughs> whatever. And I've always found that hilarious. Um, like, welcome to Georgia's Lake Country. It'll be like Lake Country Neurology or something, you know, like <laughs> something weird like that. But I'll just put Lake Country in front of everything, and I was like, that's kind of. I remember seeing that all growing up and everything that everything was about the lake, but which now everything is for me anyway, cause I fish so much, but <laughs> well, we had our own lake. So I, I remember yeah. fishing in there and the, uh, then, uh, the, the forestry department would like stock the lake for you. So we'd go there and fish. Well, we'd mm-hmm. go swim. And I remember this as a kid, we're jumping in there and we're swimming and we're, uh, like maybe waste, waste deep. The fish are biting us. I remember that. It was like, you did a damn thing, a piranha. They're just like so hungry. They're biting yeah. you. Like the little bluegill will like peck at your legs. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's funny. And I, I remember, remember I that. learned to swim there because my dad threw me in and a snake popped up behind me. Oh. And, and he had to come <laughs> in and save me. Yeah. It's a hell of a way to learn to swim. Right. <laughs> Getting chased by a water moccasin. Oh, I didn't get chased. I, I sunk since I went in. Because <laughs> you know, that's how they taught us in there. They just throw you in and throw you in and let yeah. you figure it out, right? <laughs> and then they're there in case you don't figure it yeah. out. <laughs> All right. How many times? How long is he under? Thousand one. Okay. We got to go get him. <laughs> But oh, I, I remember funny. that. And I, I remember, he, I had so many stories of Eatonton because I remember, and I left there when I was five. Mm-hmm. So I remember we had cows. We had an 18-acre farm, and we had cows, and we, I remember uh, bottle feeding the cows. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, the, the lake, and I remember we had a bunch of puppies that they found in a, in a dumpster somewhere that followed me around uh, in the yard. And then I remember my grandfather, my papa, teaching me about electricity because we had cows, so we had electric Bob our fence. So he said, Jesse, I want you to take your hand and knee and put it on the ground. Okay, Papa, now grab that fence. I grabbed it. 10,000 votes later, I'm crying. And he's Ooh. I was like, why are you doing that to me? Oh, I know that hurt. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I've done that a couple of times. He's like, I'm teaching you not to touch it. Just tell me not to touch it. I was about to say, <laughs> if it's strong enough for a cow, <laughs> yes, I, I will understand. <laughs> oh, that, I, I miss that place. I, hadn't, I have not been back there in years. Yeah. I haven't been in years, and I, I, I'm, I told my wife um, I found that paperwork where we used to live. I was like, I'm gonna drive by there because Daddy built the house. I've got pictures of it when he mm-hmm. built the house, and I'm sure it looks totally different than when I was there. I actually just played a gig recently in downtown Edenton. Really, like right in downtown Edenton. Yeah, Brick House Pub. Yeah, it's like a one of the newer restaurants there, I believe. But I just remembered that I played a gig there, so you know, you probably know exactly where it is. But well, you gotta think it's I'm 45, so it's 40 years ago when I was there. <sighs> <laughs> I don't remember. That's not it's, that long it's ago. Changed, right? <laughs> it's changed a little bit since then. I do want to go back and say I probably wouldn't even recognize it. Yeah, you but, may not. You know, stuff changes down there all the time. Like oh, Millersville, yeah. even 
changes like all the time here too i mean I, i've lived in i've lived here for because i moved out of five and we live in cherokee county and moved to ball ground or clayton community uh, if you guys want to get specific on it and then i moved here in Sutali, and i've lived here for so that makes it 30 oh wow almost yeah 38 years i've lived here in cherokee county wow and so it's it's grown a lot and then like i said i've Got in the music scene recently myself in 2017. I went back out and started playing. But I'm out before that. I started at 15 writing and everything. So mm-hmm. it's it's cool that, you know, to see you play, like when I met you, you would not know that you're just recently started. Oh, well, I appreciate that, man. I, I, I really attribute a lot of that to the people in my life just because you know, people give me constructive criticism and stuff yeah. and like help me along and kind of tell me what, what I'm doing right. Right. That's, I appreciate that. They tell me what I'm doing right. And, uh, I, yeah, no, that's awesome that it doesn't seem like I've been <laughs> only playing for coming up on a year. See, but, and you're open to it, and that's and I think that's a good thing for songwriters to to take note of. If you're just starting out, there's always going to be criticism. Oh yeah, whether you're good or bad, it, it doesn't matter. You're still always going to get it. What I always did is like, okay, if more than one person is saying the same thing, maybe I should listen to it and figure out a little bit. Like, okay, well, what what are they saying? What do they hear that I don't hear? Hmm. Because I always like doing songwriting classes and I would teach people. And one of the things when I had a songwriting group is I would say, I could bring your song in, but let somebody else sing it. You'll hear it a whole different way by letting somebody else do your songs. I've never heard anybody do one of my songs. Yeah. You'll hear it different. You're like, oh, wait a minute. I need to change, oh, wait a minute, I need to change that. Yeah. I need to change this. Uh, I, I, I think it would be really interesting to hear somebody do one of my songs. Uh right. I don't know. It might be. I might get kind of nervous if I knew somebody was going to do it. Like if they surprised me, then that'd be cool. But you know, to know that somebody was going to perform it or something, that'd be. Ah, I can't even imagine. That is one thing that they used to do. They didn't. It didn't, it didn't take off because they didn't do it that much. But I always wanted to kind of set that up, have like a swap, a songwriter swap. Just come in, sit down, and you know, play each other's songs. Yeah. Now, I know it's harder to do that than it sounds because you can't like just jump in and bring it, learn a song right there on the spot. Hmm. But I think you could try. I think that might be a funny YouTube channel to do. To, <laughs> to I think like, that'd be really cool. Oh, yeah. Let's try or, to do this. Or like Again. maybe a, a writing thing where you just write a silly song or something. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes those are fun to write, like goofy ones. Now, see, if I had, now I've got YouTube ideas. I mm-hmm. don't have YouTube speed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. That's Greg I, right there. <laughs> I, I'm waiting on Starlink. So, yeah, I yeah. went up to Greg. We were doing, uh, I went upstairs and we was talking one day. And as I seen the speed on the internet, I was like, how fast is it? I don't remember now, but it was like two, 300, whatever it is at Mad Life. I'm like, damn. <laughs> I, said, I get 10 here if I'm lucky. Uh, we, we cut a video um, a couple weeks ago, the, the one, the most recent one that I was in on his YouTube channel, I did answers and uh, I was just hanging out up there and then it was like posted by the time we left the yeah. place and it was posted in like high quality and everything. I was yeah. like, wow, you won't get that here. It, <laughs> it takes, it literally takes me, it would take me two days to upload it. And that would be standard definition. Golly. <laughs> That's Man. how bad it is. It's, I mean, because <laughs> you guys, he's in the studio today. I, I, I wanted to, he kind of caught me quicker than, than that, so that's fine. I don't mind in the studio. But I wanted to put, like, cameras in here and do, like, recordings. Have people, like, kind of rent the space out a little bit, too, yeah. and, and play their songs and, and do stuff like Jam that. Jam out, yeah. And they will eventually. But, like I said, I'm moving. My mother-in-law is now moving in with us. Mm-hmm. So, as you see, the garage is a mess. Uh-huh. I've, I've got to close that off. And because what I wanted, it was going to have, like, a barn door. When you walked in, you open the barn door. And in here, it was going to be, like, a log cabin. Oh, yeah. That you just sit in here and you play. 
So I might have to adjust it a little bit because she's moving into there. We're, we're putting that to in-law suite. Uh, but that'll be a door here, and you'll come in. And those barn doors that me and Jordan, my bassist, actually built, mm. we, we milled those ourselves. Wow. Um, when you open up that little space where the door is, I'm going to make it for, like, wires. Mm. I'm just going to hang all the lines and stuff for out here to get them out of the way. I can't wait to see it when it's done. Uh, it's I, I can't wait either. I've been doing it myself, so it takes time and money. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the best way to do it, though, I think. Yep. Because so, then you, you, the finished product, you're like, this is me yep you know that's great so but i'm running out of both <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we did have a bunch of uh listeners uh and and local artists around that we did a fundraiser and they helped me get some money and i want to thank all those guys and i haven't forgot you and i promise you what i'm going to do is uh once this is done i'm gonna have like a plaque i'm gonna get all of them to sign it and greg was actually one of them that donated uh have them sign it and i'm gonna hang it up here so that there's always some kind of memorabilia of the local people that helped get the Georgia Songbird Studio up and running. That is so nice. That, yeah. It's crazy what, you know, music can do mm-hmm. just in general, you know, not to get all philosophical or anything. But, I don't mind it. <laughs> but music really just brings, every, it truly just brings everybody together. Everybody says it, but it really does. Mm-hmm. And you can do a lot oh, like yeah. that. There's a lot that can be done when you have people on the same team. You go to any campground or any vacation, pull out a guitar, watch how people just kind of come around you. Oh, yeah, they gather. <laughs> yeah. I, I was in Florida, and I, I was supposed to, I don't know if you remember um, Cowboys when I was in Kennesaw. I don't know if you're old enough to remember those or paid attention to it. Mm-hmm. But it was a dance club, right? Cowboys. I think it was Electric Cowboys what it ended up being. And they used to do this Colgate Challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like a, not like Star Search, but it was kind of a songwriter's, talent show right you kind of tried out for it so i remember i went to play there and the building caught on fire so it was like okay well we're going we decided to go to florida me and the family went to florida and so i'm on the beach with my guitar and i'm playing because i had to go to the beach because i almost fell off the balcony with my guitar it caught me so i was like, i'm going to the beach where if i fall it doesn't hurt nothing <laughs> and so i'm playing and i walk back with my guitar and these people were sitting around the pool like hey come over and play some I was so drunk. They bought me all these Lynchburg lemonades. <laughs> I played one song for two hours. It's the same damn song. It's, it's funny that you say that, though, because the way that I really even got into performing my songs or performing covers or anything like that was uh, my, my parents have a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. And so we would have bonfires uh, or we would sit around our doctor's pool. We hang out with our doctor all the time. but uh, And they, they would just be like, yeah, man, just... Uh, play us some songs and so that's how kind of how i figured out how to perform was just sitting around with friends and family and they just listen to me yep and it's something really beautiful about that i do it every time i go back to milledgeville and when i'm in milledgeville for an extended period of time I, we just all sit around together and i play music and uh one of my parents friends son plays bass and so he'll he'll get out there with his bass and we'll just play some simple stuff you know that's cool it's a lot of fun country music all of this country music because that's, yeah. that's what we all like but that's how come out of my voice that's all it's gonna be is country <laughs> See, I, I can sing anything it'll be a country song <laughs> right I'm, I'm straight hardcore rap <laughs> <laughs> well let's hear one of your songs which one do you want to do first yeah, um i'll probably start with lake country um okay. this is one that you know i was telling you about it a minute ago uh everything down there near putnam county baldwin county millersville edenton and all there is like lake country like the bowling alley is Lake Country Lanes. Everything is like that, but I kind of identify with it because that's 
big part of how I grew up, you know, but yeah, this is, this one's the title track on the EP that is, you know, yet to be determined when it'll be released, but it's called Lake Country. <laughs> Drive back home took damn near three hours Traffic was light but the weather was hell I had to haul ass when I got to Putnam County New road work still ain't going well Met my folks down by the floating docks had to wait a line for it got too late Sometimes everything just looks so different But then again, nothing really seemed to change Lake country, where the hell you been? Guess I kinda missed my rowdy friends Lake country, where the hell you been? You're behind me on the highway once again. Mom and Dad said they'd fix me dinner. Said yes, even though I already ate. Hot cornbread laid out on the counter That's better to me than a birthday cake Talk shit with shitty friends till 2 a.m. Old buddy got a boathouse on the lake They say one drink is three out on the water we ain't ever listened anyway Lake country, where the hell you been? Guess I kinda missed my rowdy friends Lake country, where the hell you been? You're behind me on the highway once again You're behind me on the highway once again. Like that. Yeah, I think I heard that one when um you were there at Mad Life. Yeah, my my guitar player Brandon Steinhauer. Shout out Brandon Steinhauer came up there with me. He he uh, we wrote the guitar part for that song, the lead part that you may or may not have heard. Mm -hmm. Um we wrote it out behind Mad Life cuz I had played it for the first time there and he was like, "Dude, we got to write something for that." <laughs> and uh but yeah, he he was able to get up there and play with me I think that day. But uh yeah, no, it's, it's a home song, you know. I call it a home song. Yeah, I, I like the, like I said, you said Putnam County. I'm like, because you know, there's, it's actually funny. Since I started doing this, you're the second person that I met from Putnam County. Ah. Uh, there's another one. It's a, it's a Salt Rock Garage Band or Salt Rock mm. 
band. It's something. They're like a, a, a punk rock band out of Putnam. So huh. you're the first country artist from Putnam <laughs> County. That, Strange, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just funny that like it's everything is connected with music. We mentioned it earlier about how the community is so tight and that it's just there's something about music that brings people together. Yeah. And it's, I've had people come on a show that has worse accents than mine. And by that, I mean, they're like, they're, we had one guy, and I, I think a Nini, the one I think of the most, he's from West Africa. And I'm like, you know what, between you and me, I don't know if they understand us, but we can sit here and talk music all day. Yeah. And when he played, because he's kind of like a reggae, pop, uh, Afrobeat kind of uh, songwriter. And I didn't understand what it was, because some of he spoke in French, but I could have, I could feel music. Mm. And that, to me, is is what music is about. Well, I always say this, uh, any of my friends who listen to this are going to be like, I always saying it again. I always say that music <laughs> is like a language, um, in and of itself. Mm -hmm. So like it, it crosses barriers, you know, you can sit and jam with people who you don't even know what they're saying. Right. Um, it, you can communicate with music in a way that you can't otherwise. And it always throws me for a loop that these people that have like these really like British accents or weird accent, I call it weird, but it's thick accents. They probably think mine is weird and thick, oh, yeah, well. but you get there and sing in and it disappears. Yeah. Like Mel Tillis is one of my favorite singers just because he could, he stuttered and then he get to play music. He didn't, he, he, he wouldn't stutter his whole, cause I grew up with a speech impediment and that's why I look up to him. And so he to play that, it's like, oh, if he can do that and not stutter, then I can get over myself and play. Mm -hmm. So that that's what I love about music is it. if you get out of your comfort zone, because let's face it, if you're up there playing guitar and everybody's staring at you, it's really uncomfortable anyway. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you kind of got to get used to it. Do you still get nervous when you play? A little bit, mainly just when people actually listen. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, playing my songs mm -hmm. is probably when I get the most nervous. Um just because like that was kind of a warm up right there, but mm -hmm. you know, I, I kind of settle into it, but, um, yeah, I, I totally get nervous, you know, less than I used to. It used to be nerve wracking. Right. But, uh, the more I did it, the more I, that's all I really want to do. Um, right. so there's a certain feeling when people are listening and you're doing, and you know, when you're doing it right. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of times you get there and the sound guys are, aren't doing what they're supposed to. And you kind of just wing it and you learn from that. Oh yeah. Like, my son teases me because I have a, he says I have a podcast voice. He says, did he have a podcast voice? It's deeper. So son, I can just hear myself. I said, that's the only difference. <clears throat> Same thing when you're playing. Like if you're in a studio and you're playing, you can hear yourself. Mm -hmm. So it's a little different. What I like is that this is why I ask everybody to play live. If you can play live, I think to me that puts you ahead of a lot of other singer songwriters because that's part of, the journey i mean you want to be like the front man you want to be the singer you want to be the artist right mm -hmm. so that puts you ahead that you can when you do stuff like well, that. you can execute it on your own yeah you know that's and i was talking with uh roger brainerd one time mm -hmm. and he was saying that one of one of the best things that i've got going for me is that i can i can do it on my own like i, I can get up and i can perform my song and it's enough you know with a guitar and my voice and my words mm -hmm. and uh he was saying that that that's the best place to be is where you can do that without all the lights and tricks and everything and the effects and everything. If you can, if you can execute it like that, then you're, you're off to a great start. Right. So, and, uh, I haven't had him on the show. I gotta get Roger on the show too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's a hell of a guitar player. He's, he's a hell of a talker too, man. He, uh, he, he's always got some really interesting stuff to say. Um, he, he's given me some great advice, you know, just even with like life, mm -hmm. you know, like navigating everything that I've been navigating over the past few months, 
he he always just has a great way of making it okay to not be okay sometimes you know but also phenomenal guitar player <laughs> i mean there are times when i'm watching him that i'm like where where did that even come from right you know and he he said something about his guitar playing because i was telling him how much i like his tone especially on that les paul when he's playing on that les paul he was saying that he wants the guitar to be as close to the people who are listening it listening to it as possible and uh i the way i interpret that is just being you know very intimate very vulnerable open and mm-hmm. uh, i kind of tried to take some of that from him but yeah he, he he not only does he know what he's doing but he knows why he's doing it and i think that's the most beautiful thing about him yeah that's that's really cool way you say that because mm-hmm. it's i think with to me the one thing that's always got me like you mentioned it about if you can take your guitar and your voice and command a crowd that is one of the hardest things to do. And no. you, you've been at Mad Life because it, it's loud. Yeah. People eating, they don't really care. But every now and then, like you'll catch, you'll catch them and you'll get them, you'll get them to listen. And I try that every time I play. It's like, okay, let me see if I can get a song that will grab their attention and pull them in and quiet them down. Yes. If I can't quiet them down, let me give them a song that's going to make them rowdy as hell and still get them involved. <laughs> yeah, and I kind of, I kind of do the same thing sometimes, except I try to do the opposite. I write a lot of uh, more. A lot of the stuff that I write is a bit more down to earth, like, uh, you know, personal stuff, you mm-hmm. know, autobiographical stuff. And every now and then I'll start playing one of my sad songs is, you know, some people call them sad songs. Every song is sad, but, um, and I'll notice that somebody will just kind of lock in with one of the slower ones or something. And then I've had it before where I've gotten done playing an open mic and somebody will just stop me and be like, Hey, I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll be like, I, I understood what you were saying. Yeah. And, and that's all I really need as an artist. I think songwriters, and I was thinking about this the other day, I think songwriters appreciate the sad songs more yeah. than the people there usually. So, yeah. like, if you get a room of songwriters, they're going to listen to the sad stuff. It's like, oh, I love that oh, stuff. Yeah. I think, because it's always hard, and I've heard this too. I got a buddy in Nashville, and he, he told me the hardest thing about writing a sad song, he says, is if you don't have anything new to say, then it's hard to get somebody to listen to it. Absolutely. I've, I've struggled with that because I, you know, like I was saying, I write a lot of sad songs and play a lot of sad songs, but I've was timid with the more sensitive stuff at first, because mm-hmm. for one thing, I don't want to take myself too seriously. Right. But for another thing, how do I say it different? And I really, it's funny that you mentioned that because I, I particularly sit down with every song and I'm like, how is the way that I'm saying it any different than the way other people say it? Yeah. Or how is the story different? Or how is the situation different? Mm-hmm. And uh, I try to bring a unique situation or circumstance to every song that I write. And I think that that's gotten me a, a little bit of credit. You yeah. Know? And uh, yeah, you know, it, like it's go, going back to what you were saying, it's, uh, it's hard to say them different. Because a lot of sad songs are, you know, the same. Same thing. Yeah. And I think that's where co-writing. Have you ever written, co-written with anybody before? Yeah, I've, I've written some stuff. Uh, my buddy Brandon Steinhauer that, you know, played lead guitar on the EP with me mm-hmm. um, in the studio and performs with me a lot. He uh, he helped me finish a song one time. And um, just as far as the process goes, he's very well organized, put together, you know, very mm-hmm. like very much like a... A schedule type dude you know 
and I'm not. I'm all, <laughs> I'm all over the place. I, I'll be like throwing shit at the wall, seeing right. what sticks, you know. I don't, I don't know if I yes. can say that or not. You can. I'm not regulated. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, I'll just throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. And he's like, all right, so like, let's take that and then let's put it together mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of just my random thoughts and ideas. But yeah, we were able to... We were able to finish a song that I had been stuck on for a long time, and um, it turned out to be pretty good. Uh, it's not it's not on the EP or anything. It's it's just one that I kind of keep in my pocket. But, okay. Uh, it's it's a breakup song, you know. It's it's it is what it is, but it's unique, you know. We we specifically talked about that too. We were like, you know, it's a breakup song, but like, what kind of breakup song is it? Like, where what are you feeling right now? You know. Mm-hmm. It, it was really it was really nice to do that. I also, write with. Lane Denton sometimes. Okay. Um, we, we wrote a song together. I don't even remember the song. He, it's really more his song. I just kind of sat there and, you know, interjected every now and then. But he's, he's a great guy to write with. But, um, yeah, co-writing is one of those things where I can write the, the fun songs and stuff mm-hmm. like that with other people. But when it comes to anything truly autobiographical or truly about me, um, I, I stick to it myself. But... I think that's just because I'm not comfortable enough to write something about me with somebody else yet. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get there. But well, like I said, if you ever want to write, I'd love to co-write. Oh, I, I would love, love to co-write, man. I, it's fun. It's definitely fun. Um, I, I would. I just. I think co-writing is the place where I look for the fun songs, the, yeah. the stuff that are, that's more fun to play and more fun to sing, as opposed to not that the sad songs aren't fun to play and sing, but you know fun for people to hear right you know it's funny you say that because i'm sitting there thinking about i've got a I'm, I'm doing a collaboration album and what mm-hmm. i and i'm doing is either i'm writing or co-writing songs and having someone else sing them yeah because i've mentioned that earlier and i'm sitting there thinking and listen to your voice that i've got a song that might actually fit your voice and i'll let you hear it after the end oh absolutely uh, but it is sad it's a it's a sad song and because it, it needs a deeper voice yeah and like i said i could sing it but i just i honestly would rather hear somebody else try it because sure, it goes yeah. again to what I was saying earlier is you take these songs that you write or you co-write and you let somebody else sing them. Because See, that, I would be honored. That'd be so cool. <laughs> as a songwriter, I think people, sometimes they, they get out of their lane. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, you're supposed to grow and expand and, and get better. I get that. But you also got to know where your strengths and weaknesses are. Yes. And if you can't say that to yourself, then you're going to have issues down the road. Like for me, I've always known that I'm, I'm not the best singer in the world. I make no bones. I make jokes about it all the time. I'm like, yeah, you know what? If you want a better singer, have somebody else buy, buy my song and sing it and you can hear them, but I'll sing it. You know, I'll just do yeah. what I can. And when I started the band, that's when I really started getting more comfortable letting other people sing my songs. Because yeah. as a songwriter, you know, you have to sing your songs. Yeah. You know, and you want to be the artist, so it's a little bit different. Me, I've never had aspirations of being an artist. And I'll do quotations because... I'm, I'm I'm more of a songwriter. Yeah, it's funny. I was like, I'm a singer songwriter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not like the singer. Like you can sing. You know, that, that's I've never been that way. Brent Cobb says that in a funny way. I was watching one of his. I think it was one of the Pace Studio videos on mm-hmm. YouTube, and he was like, "I'm a songwriter singer, not a singer songwriter." He's like, "I can sing just well enough to sing my own songs." Right. And I was like, "That's yeah." I don't consider myself to be like a very uh, talented singer or anything like that. I just kind of. I have to find where it sits with me and then just go from there. Um, I think I, same, same situation. I think I can sing well enough to, to sing my songs, um, which is all I really care about doing at the moment. Um, I, I, I love songwriting though. I would write songs, you know, for, for other people or collaborate and everything like that. It's just for a particular set of music. Like 
uh, I, I, I prefer to sing them. Yeah. Know? See, and I think that goes with longevity because, I mean, a songwriter, you can write forever. You know, mm-hmm. you, you eventually everybody loses their voice or they get that old man voice. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's just one of those things that it happens in life. And it's like, okay, but you're still it's still great. Like for, for me, I've always had like the guitar playing, like I'm, I'm, I always watch other guitar players because mm-hmm. that's where I want to get stronger. And I've been playing guitar since I was 15 years old. Yeah. And my daughter's like, you're really good. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Okay. If you say so, I don't feel it. Yes. Yeah. Cause every, I think every, and it goes to show every songwriter, every artist still has hangups oh, about yeah. themselves and they always will. And I think it's the ones that push through it that, get better and get farther along in their career. And I agree with you. Um, I've, I've just over the course of the past year, you know, uh, I've noticed my strengths and I've noticed my weaknesses. And then there's even some weaknesses in some songs that I've written that mm-hmm. I've, that I'm just like, well, I wrote it and it's a good song. I like the song, so I'm going to keep singing it. But, right. um, no, I've noticed that if you push through those kinds of things and you push through those, I, I hate to say insecurities, but it's kind of an insecurity. Okay. But you know, I if you just do it anyway, then sometimes people love what you're insecure about, and then sometimes people are also not a fan of what you're insecure about. You know, so it's it, it's kind of a guessing game. You just do your thing. You know, do what you like to do. And I think those insecurities lead to passion. And yes. I think when you sing, that passion comes out, and that's what. When you because there's there's tons of singers that are artists that are made it that are not the greatest songwriter or singers in the world. Yeah, like Bruce Springsteen is not a great singer, but no. he's a hell of a songwriter. But he he knows how to command a crowd. Or, or look at Jimmy Buffett. You know, yeah. like I mean, he's Greg Shaddix said that Jimmy Buffett is now a cartoon of what he once was, <laughs> and I was like, I, I can see that. But um, phenomenal songwriter. Mm-hmm. I mean, what you know? I listening back to his some of his first stuff, right. like his first records and stuff. Wow some of the stories that he would tell, but you know, he's not a great singer. You right. know, people have said that like I, I cover a lot of Jimmy Buffett songs at like cover gigs and stuff. And people will be like, Hey, it's really weird to hear you sing Jimmy Buffett because like you have a good voice. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> thanks. I can tell you, I never got that comment. <laughs> <laughs> I've had it once or maybe two or three times. People have said that, but it's just funny. Cause you know, it's they're great songs. Right. Jimmy Buffett's not a singer, you know, but he sings anthems, and you can sing like yeah. everybody knows Margaritaville. Oh, everybody knows Margaritaville. Five o'clock somewhere, yeah. you know. It's oh yeah. Now, do you have a, like a, you mentioned covers? Is there like a cover that you do that maybe you wouldn't think that you would do? Do you pull out some weird like Green Day or? Uh, I I think probably the weirdest cover that I do is Sex and Candy okay. by Marcy Playground. Do you do it like the Adam Levine version, or do you do like the Marcy Playground? I do it like Marcy Playground. Okay, or like, do you do it like uh? yourself <laughs> uh, well it, it sounds country you know mm-hmm. but it's it's funny because uh it's almost like in the wheelhouse of a country song right in and of itself it's got some weird chord changes but it's it's i don't know there's something about the groove of it it kind of reminds me of a country song and then you know I, I'll, I'll throw it in there every now and again when people either are really listening or when they're really not okay. because uh you know it just depends on the crowd but now i have done this with other guests uh that's been on the show i give them a challenge if you're up for it mm. and it's not something you gotta do tonight so just whenever you get a chance to do yeah. it I'll, I'll give you a song to cover okay uh but cover it your way okay like don't do it like the original and i because people know this listen to me i'm not a big fan of covers anyway mm. so i just don't like them i, I can't do them like 
justice. I'm going to do it my way when I do a cover. Yeah. Like I'll do when doves cry or mother from Danzig and I'll change it. So I'll give you, I'll give you one. Uh, if you if you want to do it as a, as a challenge. Okay. Absolutely. I'll think about it as you play your, as your next song, but let's do another song. What yeah, you yeah, absolutely. Do? Um, and maybe we'll turn the volume on that one, that the guitar just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll probably do give him some time. Okay. Uh, this is one that, one of the first ones that I wrote this year that uh, I th- I thought was kind of somewhat worthy of being played live. Okay. Uh, it kind of started with like the intro lick or whatever, and um, it's just one of those songs that I kind of had to put myself in the third person. Um, I, I feel like sometimes you have to view your life from an outside perspective mm-hmm. and it was just uh, it's just a song of contemplation it's a song of you know seeing where you're at versus where you started off and uh yeah it's just called give him some time hat pulled low standing all alone he don't look very open to new types of folks he's got a lot of room to grow he's caught up in the tempo the afterglow of a song nobody knows nobody knows nothing but his name no one will ever get to see him cry you just give him some time he wishes it all would just stay the same one day someone will make him try It'll take some time So for now we'll quit drinking just to lose some weight It probably won't work but it helps him just to try Just give him some time Looking like he just got caught He gives no second thoughts To anything he's lost Or any battle he's ever fought He's learned how to shake it off just how he's wrong a piece of iron that'll break for long nobody knows nothing but his name no one will ever get to see him cry just give him some time 
wishes it all would just stay the same One day someone will make him try It'll take some time So for now I'll quit drinking just to lose some weight It probably won't work but it helps him just to try Just give him some time Just give him some time I like that. It had Thanks, a man. very George Strait kind of feel to it. It's got a bit of it in there, yeah. He's got a bit. Blue eyes. <laughs> that, that one. And I know what song I have you. I'm gonna give you as a uh, as a challenge if you want to accept it. Don't have to do it, but make it your way. Yeah. Love Shack. Love Shack. All right, man. I want to hear right. slow down, country, sad. Hey, Love Shack. That's a brilliant idea, man. My grandparents own a bar in Milledgeville. Do and, they? Uh, they do, and like I hear Love Shack like every weekend uh-huh. that I'm out there. The, everybody sings Love Shack on karaoke or it'll come on the radio. Make it sad. I will make it sad. <laughs> and I'm going to play it out there at their bar yes. and see what everybody says. And send me a video. And I tell people, send me the video. And I'm not big on TikTok. I don't know how to use it. Like, I You're get good, the man. idea. But I will put it on my TikTok. I will tag uh, the B-52s and all that stuff. Yeah. And let maybe they'll hear it. Yeah. And the reason I do that is there's the first time I started, there was a uh, singer from South Georgia, mm-hmm. uh, Ashton Smith. Okay. She came on on the show, and I gave her the challenge. It's the first time I thought of it. It's like, let's do tick. You do TikTok by Kesha. And she changed it to country, and it was so good. I was like, this should be like an everyday. Th- now you gave me a new a new play to do, because if you've listened to the podcast, you know I have I have fun, and I have challenges oh, yeah. and stuff like that. And I was like, I was listening for I don't know why it popped in my head, but I'm like, Love Shack, little, and I was like, okay, now you got to change it to make it. See, sad. that's a great idea though, because I've been, I've, I've been kind of in the back of my mind thinking about taking songs. Like my my grandmother gave me the a song by I think the Bee Gees, mm-hmm. and was like, I want to hear you do this as a country song. And I started thinking about songs in my head that I was like. I want to make those country songs. Like I was thinking about doing it with some Adele songs too. I do it with Prince when Dove's Prince, crying. Yeah. I slow it way down. Oh yeah. And I make a game out of it at a bar. It's like, Hey, can you guess this song before I get to the hook? <laughs> you know? And most people like they, they know the song, but because it's done different, they start like, it yeah. like, but it gets their attention. It's like, what? Wait a minute. I know that song. And they perk up and they start listening. And then I'll throw in an original. It's a great idea. <laughs> it's a great idea. I'm definitely going to do that. I'm, I'm going to, Love Shack. I've never thought of that, but that it, hearing listening to it in my head, like hearing it in my head, it makes a lot of sense. Well, I know with, with pop songs and rock songs, a lot of times the story gets lost in the music. And as a songwriter and country fan, I mean, I like rock too and blues. Yeah, is sometimes you can you can take that story and make it different. I mean, like Kurt Kurt, Kurt Lee Wheeler guy here, he does um, Rebel Yell. Yeah, love the way he does it. It's such a good song. I think I've heard him do it. Yeah, it's on. His, if you hadn't, it's on a CD. And guys, if you want to go check him out, it's it's there because I love that. And I, cause I'll let you hear one of our my band afterwards too. We did. We're doing Paul Abdul, straight up, and we oh, turned yeah. it into blues Southern rock song. Yeah. And it's like, okay, <laughs> that's, that's why I like cool. that. That's gonna be really cool. I'm excited to hear that. Because because if you got, I figure if you're gonna do covers, like I said, I'm not a big fan of doing covers. 
like Wagon Wheel, Tennessee Whiskey, all that stuff gets played out. Everybody always gets asked, hey, do Tennessee Whiskey, do Wagon I won't do it. Tip mm. 100 bucks, and I'll attempt it. Free bird. Free bird. See, I, I love free. I don't mind doing free bird, but I'm in a band. I'll do it with a band. I won't do it by myself. If you don't want me here, do it by myself. <laughs> I'm, like Roger said, it's it's not going to work by myself for me to do free bird. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I love that little lick that you were doing onto it. It reminded me, I don't know if you know Cannon Tyler. Yeah. Some of the stuff that he does. I, I love Cannon Tyler, man. He, I saw him uh, open for the Back Row Baptist, mm-hmm. and man. That dude is good. He's really good. He's good. He's another local one that's came up here on the show. He's been in here in the studio too. Yeah. And, and it's funny, like I said. And that's when I think as you kind of get to your, your making a little bit when people's like, oh, you sound like this guy. Right, right. He, he, I can't figure out who he sounds like. He sounds to me like there's this dude, um, the dude from Muscadine Bloodline. Okay. I think his name's. Charlie Muncaster. To me, his voice sounds like him. Um, he, he does a different you know, right. thing, but his the timbre of his voice kind of sounds like that guy. See, me. and I don't mind people saying that when I know that's some some songwriters and artists kind of get offended when you say, "Oh, you sound like so and so." But I I think that one is a compliment. Because oh, I take it as a compliment. Right now, who do you get that you sound like? Who um, told you? People, I, I do a good Waylon. Um, okay. pe- people have told me I sound like Waylon Jennings or or uh, Sturgill Simpson. I've been told that I sound like Sturgill Simpson, like whenever I do their songs um, or Johnny Cash um, when I'm doing those covers and stuff. But uh, Well, so you can't be like the BP2 singer because that's going to be your way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't do it like that. Like, uh, and, and, and it's funny when you get into, I've tried to teach you with the band, we try to learn its own. Sometimes that melody gets stuck in your head, mm-hmm. you know, like, and you're like, I got to change it. And like, I, I don't know, I'm sure you use guitar tab or ultimate guitar tab. Mm-hmm. Right. Some of the way they put those in there are not right. No, no. I'm like, that sounds wrong. Let's take that out. Let's simplify it. Let's take out that suspended. Whatever. Let's take that out. We don't need it. Yeah. No, I've, I've changed stuff like that all the time. Like uh, with some of like George Strait's 70s stuff, mm-hmm. there's some weird chords in there that I'm just like, I'll just take that out. Yeah. And Or uh, like if I'm doing... um. Sometimes Merle Haggard songs they have the chords in there wrong, yeah. Based off of how he performed it, because the well the chords are correct. It is a G chord, for example, but he plays it in the shape of like A, or something. And so I, like I'll just play it in the shape yeah. of A. But yeah, no, I know what you're saying. I, I I'm like I said I want to do. It's funny if you look on guitar tabs, you can put your own music in there <laughs> and you can make your own like tab. Oh. I did that one on my song just to see for shits and giggles. I'm like, oh, I can do that. So now when I get time, I'm going to like upload all my songs. That's a great it. idea. Because <laughs> then I can I can look at it because everybody uses Guitar Tab. Yeah. And sometimes you're playing, I forget the words of my own song. Mm-hmm. It happens all the time. Oh, yeah. And I get this. I'm sure you get this. How can you forget your own words? <laughs> I, I wonder <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> Well, because I write so many songs and sometimes I use the same melody or the same chord progression and I found myself, like we were mentioning earlier about like the songwriting stuff and do you, I don't know if you do this too, is I'll take phrases or words from old songs and put them in the new songs. I'll do that too or I'll mention the same thing in like a different phrasing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, at first, I kind of it kind of made me feel weird to do that but then I was like, ah, oh, it's continuity. <laughs> I call it continuity right. because like I'll mention... You know, uh, I think I'm trying, I can't remember right off the top of my head what I mentioned a couple times, but like on the EP, there's a couple of phrases or things that I say, like I sing about that they pop back up. Right. But uh, yeah. 
that's I think one is when you write a lot by yourself that that happens, and two is actually continuity. It's cool that like, mm. okay, I'm gonna make I'm gonna start, I thought about it. I'm gonna make a song with lyrics from every other song I wrote, like the best lines, and put it in there and try to make it flow into an actual song. Okay. That would be hard. Oh yeah, well it brings to mind I've been listening. Uh, I listen to entire albums at, at a time, and I'll play them on repeat. Like mm-hmm. right now, it's. Uh, the man from Waco, Charlie Crockett. Okay. And uh, there's a song in there called Cottonwood Trees. Mm-hmm. And then he mentions Cottonwood Trees in a song later on in the, in the, on the record. Yeah. That just made me think of that. Cause I just, it just clicked. But, right. um, yeah, no, uh, Charlie Crockett. <laughs> now, who He's are good. some of your like local songwriters that, that you listen to that you like? Um, there's Matthew Blodgett. Um, He's in a band called Seven Feet Above. Okay. And he gave me his CD. And I've seen them perform live, like, as a band one time before. They freaking rock. They're like a grunge, punk kind of band. I don't know if, I don't know what else to call it. But he's like a, he's a hell of a storyteller. And, like, he's got some strange concepts with some of his songs. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I don't know, sometimes when I, when I'm, tired out of listening to country music or anything else like that i'll put his cd on in my car and man i know every song on that record just because i don't know there's something about the way that they they sound right they've got a killer guitar player too but i have to go back and listen to that some of that and that's always ask people to give them because i like to have them on as guests or Mm -hmm. i'll do new music monday and i'll follow them and do stuff like that. oh yeah and i I love to listen to like lane denton lane denton's I, i i really enjoy watching him perform and stuff and then uh like I'm trying to think of other people because I don't want to I don't want to leave anybody out that I oh, really they, like. they won't be offended I mean because there's <laughs> but, so many they know yeah but you know, I really do like Cannon Tyler um I, I love watching Sterling Barrett perform that dude gets in it I mean he he's good and he's he's a hell of a guitar player too man yeah. I I didn't realize that we were I didn't realize that he was like a, a guitar player for some reason until he got up and played with me for uh, Carrie Hood's birthday party on the patio at mad life we all got together and me and sterling and i i forgive me but i can't remember his bass player's name it's the bass player for chess okay but um he he played with me and sterling and i sang some songs and uh sterling was over there ripping it man he, oh yeah he, he can play i was like damn dude that's yeah. good <laughs> and I, I gotta get him on a show i mean I've, I've talked to him and played places like that with him too and i i know he's great oh yeah and i, I, cause I and i could go on for, like, for hours of, of the songwriters just here in this area mm-hmm. you know and what i want to do is i don't know if you've seen it, got the georgia versus series mm-hmm. uh it's eight songwriters for georgia versus eight songwriters this year's from alabama yeah every year we i do a different state I've done Tennessee, Kentucky, North Carolina, and this year's Alabama. Yeah. Uh, so next year, if you want to be in it, I'll, I'll reach oh, out. Absolutely. And I'll be like, hey, you want to come do it? It's, it's fun. I think I, I saw that uh, Greg was participating in it. He did last year. He did last year, yeah. yeah. And uh, it, that one was for which state? Uh, Kentucky. Kentucky, yeah, yeah. That was cool. That yeah. was really cool to see that. That and that's so much that's grows my, my podcast more than anything else I've ever done. Yeah. And because it's it's funny, like, the first year we took on Nashville, or I say Nashville was Tennessee, but it's basically should be Nashville. Yeah. And I thought, okay, we're going to get killed. It's Nashville. But we won. A uh, guy from South Georgia, Aaron Tanner. Great, mm. great guy. He's uh, He always says, he's uh, how's it say? He says, I'm too Christian for the bars and too country for church. Hey, that's, right? that's it's probably flipped, but he, you know what I mean, Aaron. But so, still there. <laughs> he won. And then the second year we did um, North Carolina, mm. and Rebecca Todd from North Carolina won. 
And then last year we did Kentucky and Kentucky, uh, Clark Sexton from Kentucky, another great singer songwriter. Mm-hmm. Uh, he won. And this year is going to be fun. Oh yeah. I'm and excited I, to see. I hadn't picked the state yet for next year. I, I don't think that far. I am leaning toward either Texas or Pennsylvania. Uh, because I do, I get a lot of people from those states that like, Hey, I, I want to play. I want to, I was like, absolutely. Wait till next year. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's cool, man. That I remember I was going through it. Um, cause I saw that Greg was doing it. And of course I, I had heard of your podcast and everything. And I was like, Oh, that's really cool. And I was going through it and I was like, man, this is like the best way to get exposure, you know, or mm-hmm. one of the best ways to get exposure is through this, this competition, you yeah. know? It's, yeah, I was just fascinated by it. I was like, wow, that's so cool. Oh, the video. If you want to go back, all the videos are still up. They should yeah. be anyway. Um, I get people all the time like, oh, man, I don't want a competition. I don't I don't want to be I don't want to do competitive stuff. It's like, that's fine. I get it. And this isn't really like that. Yeah, no, you know? it's not. It's more of like the way that people get points is views is a point, likes are two point, and shares are three points. Yeah. And it's sponsored by Carrie Hood from Just a Fan Photography. Yep. Uh, and Donnie Hammonds from the After Dark Studio, he's on now. And Julie from Johnny and Jewel, she found another sponsor for me. Wow. And so I'll talk to her later and we'll get that going. And by the time this comes out, it may be, it may be go. Yeah, it should be, it'd be before that. Hopefully I do have a lot of people. (laughs) I I do get sidetracked. Um, but if, if people listen to it, they, their sponsors still, still needed and it's all fun. They can do monetary or they can do services. Like if somebody wants to donate strings, Mm-hmm. guitarists and songwriters always could use strings oh my gosh yeah. capos <laughs> yes i've lost on how many capos yes. tuners tuners yeah it's everything just, just stuff like that oh yeah oh that is so cool but we'll get you in next year that's that's, for that's sure. gonna be fun that's gonna be a lot of fun i'm i'm looking forward to it because i was like man i, I didn't i don't want to say i felt like left out or anything but I, I felt like i was missing out on a lot of fun yeah it's yeah because I could actually, and I thought about this, I could extend it because I get, like, Georgia fills up, and I, I'm not joking, I was full in, like, 10 minutes. Really? Georgia was full. And I could have had people from last year that wanted. Yeah. So when I announced it, I had six people already for Georgia. I just mm-hmm. needed two more slots. Yeah. It was done. Boom. Wow. And then <laughs> Alabama took a little bit longer, because they usually do, because I don't know as many songwriters from that area, so we have to get them, find them. Uh, but once I found, um, I, I, got, I can't remember her name, I'm sorry. Uh, there's a lady that, that runs a songwriting, like a Facebook meetup group from like South Alabama songwriters or something. I have to look, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm messing it up. I know. Um, she helped get me in touch with a lot of writers. And then once I get one, two, they, then they all start coming in. Hmm. And then like I said, some of them like, Oh, well, yeah, I don't want to compete. That's fine. I get that. It's just fun. Oh, it's a lot of fun. Plus you get to hear what else everybody is writing, mm-hmm. you know, what everybody else is writing, which is. I love to hear new stuff from people, right. especially like friends, you know, but not only friends, like strangers. <laughs> yeah. Cannon was in it, I think, last year. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was Cannon. Um, Greg was in it. Uh, Thomas Hines was in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know, I know, obviously it was eight, so I'm missing five more people. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't, I can't remember, but I always make new friends out of it yeah. every time. And that's the whole point of songwriting and, oh, and yeah, working together and networking. So, I mean, that, that's, what's cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, yeah. uh, we've got time for one more song. Yeah. Um, we're not done with the interview yet, but I know, do, are you still living in Eaton or do you live around here? Well, I'm kind of back and forth. I'm, so it's a long story, but, um, I got time. Hey, okay. <laughs> if you got well, time, I got time. Okay. So basically I, I was in college, you know, and I was at KSU and I was living, um, I was living in an apartment in downtown Kennesaw. Mm. Well, uh, 
I, I was I had moved in with this with the girlfriend that I was with at the time, and uh, then we broke up, and so I I moved out and moved in with like a family friend that lives in Marietta, and uh, was still going to school, but then I dropped out and I went back home and I got treated for all kinds of stuff. Like I, I got diagnosed bipolar and, uh, like I, I got sober and everything. And so, um, no, I'm not living up here right now, Okay. but I'm getting an apartment up here again in January. I got you. And so, uh, and, uh, that, that's the, that's base, that's the premise of the story, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's not like a bad thing or anything, you know, it's just like, uh, changes and stuff but um no so right now i guess i'm staying in milledgeville for the most part but um i was staying up here and i'll probably be staying up here again soon (laughs) um i'm all i'm all over the place man that's why i was like i don't care how far out you know the drive is nothing because i drive all the time anyway so just driving up here for this is probably the highlight of my month so (laughs) i I appreciate you coming oh this is a lot of fun dude this is this is the best this is awesome. Well, thank you. And like I said, event, you have to come back when the studio is actually done and when you have your EP done because mm-hmm. I'll do album reviews and the way I do that is a little different. Um, we'll sit here and what we do is you will listen to the songs and you tell them the stories behind them. Yeah. That's all there is to it. I don't critique it. I'm not going to do that. That's, that's my opinion. What does it matter? I don't care about that. Nobody <laughs> cares about my opinion. They want to hear the songs <laughs> and stories or, or the songs at least. I like the stories because I'm a songwriter. Yeah. So we'll do that. I've done Cannon did his uh, album review. Kurt did his album review. Wow. Uh, Johnny and Jules, uh, Julie uh, Berger, she did hers. So it's fun. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, a lot totally. of fun. Totally. So man. we'll do that. But let's do one more song yeah, for you. Yeah, let's do another song. What you, what you want to do for your last song? Uh, last song will be Answers. Uh, okay. The one that I sent you. Um, it's the one that people seem to like the most. Uh, I say like the most. It's, it's really just the one that gets a lot of attention. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's one of those ones like earlier we were talking about how every now and then you'll, you'll catch people. You know, like they'll be like, "Oh, this is one of those that every time I play it, it seems like more and more people are like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. I hear that.' You know, but yeah, it's it's, uh, it's the last song on the EP, and um, yeah, it's called Answers. By now, I figured out to say and when to shout putting my foot in my mouth anyway late nights and barroom fights are gone for now but not for good save them in my pocket for a rainy day and I've lost the sleep to dream I'll get a job and try to stay clean maybe I'll not listen to Maybe there's an answer on the highway or the stage Maybe I should find out for myself Maybe I look back in 20 years and feel the same Instead of just seeing how far I fell Join the rodeo or hitch a ride on a fishing boat. 
Make my family proud by racing cars But I was never too good at roping It gets lonely out on the ocean And I know going fast won't get me far But maybe there's an answer on the highway or the stage Maybe I should be somebody else Maybe I'll look back in 20 years and feel the same Instead of just seeing how far I fell So that's a really good one. Thanks, man. That's one, and I think the it's command, like the command, and people turn. I think because of the way, and my what catches me is a, is a finger picking. Oh I yeah, I love finger picking. That's the only way I learned to do it was because I would sit there when I was a kid, or when I was learning. Mm-hmm. Instead of I could, the pick would fly everywhere, right? So I'd close my eyes, and I would just play. Right? Oh yeah, that's that's kind of how I figured out how to do it. I've, I've been writing more like that recently too. Like, uh, just I've, there's something about the picking the melody out like in the chords mm-hmm. with the finger picking and stuff i can find a melody that works in my head better and uh i don't know there's some kind of a tonality to the the music it kind of creates an atmosphere you know yeah. like there's a space that you're in with it and there's like a i don't know I've, I've found a niche with it like i've written like i said i've written more songs like that one since then um that i've been kind of you know working on i've got so many songs that I'm just I haven't performed yet that I'm just like you know in my in my hiatus at the moment where I'm like just kind of chilling and writing picking up a gig here and there and then January February I'll come back in and you know hit it again with some That's new cool. stuff my, my wife told me she she said something that made a lot of sense and I usually don't tell her that so she may not listen <laughs> to this but um she said the reason that works so much is because when you're picking like that it's so quiet the audience just instinctively leans in so they yeah. can hear it. Right. I was like, that's pretty smart. <laughs> so, it's like, maybe I should do that more. <laughs> right. Cause I mean, I, I'm, I'm so bad about like with a finger, like, I can finger pick. I can, I can hit those notes. I can do that. But you give me a pick. I can't feel it. So yeah. I got to know where it's at. And it, it, I think it messes it up and I get so excited. I start playing hard. And so I'll play with like a soft pick. Cause I know I'm gonna break picks. I'd rather break the picks than the string. So I got like, three or four picks with me at a time yeah. and I'm playing. So when I break it, I can throw it out in the audience and grab another one and keep going. Oh yeah. Oh but yeah. Finger picking. I love the only problem I've, I've come into, and you've probably seen this too, is a sound guy. If they don't turn you up, it's it completely. It's that's why I like Greg, man. Open yeah, mic playing patio really at mad life. He's great. Cause he, he finger picks a lot. Right. So I, you know, he'll dial me in. He'll, he'll know what song I'm going to play and he'll dial me in. I'm like, yeah, man, that's what's up. <laughs> yeah. I just told him when I get there, I said, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll just sing low. I said, I'll just back up when, when I know I'm going to be loud. Cause I mm. get loud sometimes. Yeah. So, cause I, I mean, I can't get like right on a mic. I never could. So I stay back and I play. There's always a sweet spot that you got to find. Mm-hmm. And I so saw I like, I'll just back up and you know, to bring it in. So yeah, I holler in some of my songs. And so I'll, I think I holler in all my, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's one of those things, like I was saying earlier, like how you look back at some of the songs you've written and you're like, uh, oh, maybe, I don't know. There's a couple where like my voice sits pretty low. Mm-hmm. And so I, in some of the first songs that I started writing this year, I kind of pushed myself vocally, but I found it better now than when I wrote them. But, uh, 
you know, looking back, I probably would chill it out a little bit, but no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to keep playing it the way I like to play it. But, and you should. I yeah. mean, it's, it's, I think it's one of the biggest things that songwriters have problems with is sound. I know I did. It took me a while to figure out who yeah. I was as a singer, you know, because you hear, you hear what's on the radio and you want to emulate what's on the radio, that style. If you don't find yourself as an artist or as a songwriter, then you're going to have issues with who you are as a singer. And I think that's, for me personally, it's always been because when I was a kid, I would emulate Elvis. Mm-hmm. I could always do Elvis. I'll, I'll sing like Elvis and I'll do the whole thing. Um, my mom used to want me to do karaoke. I'd have to sing um, Elvis. You'll have a wish you Because <laughs> I, could, I could do it. I did. My vibrato comes out. And it's funny. We I say vibrato. I just learned that word not too long ago. I say it like I, say it like I really know what it means. But I, it comes out and I was like, it's just natural for me. But mm. I can't do an Elvis sound if it's not an Elvis song. Yeah. So that's why I need to do a Jesse sound to everything. And I think you learn that the more you do it. So it's cool that you're learning now. Yeah, and Greg kind of pointed me that in that direction too. He was like he was like, "Dude, you have a great speaking voice." He was like, "You need to He was like, "You need to dial that in." He was like, "You need to sing right there where you speak kind of." Mm-hmm. He was like, "Cuz I he was like, "Cuz I could recognize you walking in the room. I don't even have to turn around. I know it's you." And I was right. like, "All right, man." So I kind of started settling into it and that's how I feel, that's how I think of it is like settling into your voice or settling into your your sound or you know your songs or anything like that just kind of get comfortable with it mm-hmm. you know and that's what I've been working on a lot here recently yeah that, that's a good point because I think when you get playing when you play live because I know for me if I put the headphones on I'm different I can I'm I'm in but if I'm in I'm in a live setting I'm playing I'm trying to I find myself trying to match the instruments instead of just singing and letting them bring my voice wherever it needs to be. Yeah, and I, I that's a problem that I had in the studio is that uh we cut all the acoustic tracks on the guitar first mm-hmm. and then I went back and sang over them. And I there's something different about the way that I sing while I'm playing versus singing over something. Like mm-hmm. I'll sing the hell out of some karaoke now, but <laughs> you know, when it comes to singing over my own guitar playing, I don't know, I it was strange. It was very strange. I think it's I think this is my opinion is because a guitar players when they sing it's 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 a like a blanket it's a comfort zone for yeah. you so now you're out of your comfort you don't have that to distract yourself that you're actually singing and now you're listening to your voice like I said I grew up with a speech impediment and I had problems my whole life being tongue-tied and not being able to talk mm-hmm. and not saying certain words so when I'm singing I know those words are coming I won't even write songs with those words in it mm-hmm. because I know it's it even if I sound fine, my mind is going to tell me that it's not, and I'm going to completely just freak out on it. Oh, like, yeah. I'm not going to sing that. <laughs> no, I totally know what you mean. Like, uh, there are some times where I'm singing where I have to kind of lock in, and I'll be like, okay, this part's coming up, and I can't make it sound too hard for right. me. <laughs> I think that's the main thing is some of that stuff is, like, kind of difficult for me that I sing that I've written for myself, and it's still, you know, remains to be difficult. Or if requires focus anyway. And that's so. that's why I do the collaboration thing. Because I, I think that sometimes you write songs that don't fit your voice. Yeah. And as a songwriter, what do you do with it? Yeah. You know, if you're not out playing, you don't know who to give your song to to play. Yeah. So you, you learn to do it. That's what I said. I got a song for. I'll let you hear it and maybe see if you think you will play. If you don't Absol- play it, I don't. I don't Absolutely. No, I'm, I'm excited to hear it, honestly. Uh, well, 
couple more things in the interview, and we'll we'll get you in there. But tell yeah. everybody first uh, where they can find you, social media, all that stuff. Yeah, um, follow me on Instagram, man. I post a lot of stuff on Instagram. It's just my name, Shane Bias. I'm assuming it'll be in the title of this episode. Yeah. So, is it Shane, junior, right? Is it Shane Bias Junior? Um, it just Facebook is Junior because my dad has a Facebook too. Okay, but um. Pretty much anywhere else, you'll you'll find me as just Shane Bias. Do you have like a music page, Shane Bias? Um, I pretty much just post all of my music stuff on my on your quote unquote personal account. Okay. But I, my name is pretty uncommon, so it's just Shane Bias. Okay, and so everybody um, can find me that way. When it comes out, I'll try to see if it a tag. I know mm. that when I do the Georgia Songbirds, it won't let me tag personal pages. Gotcha. Uh, but when I repost it, Instagram. Do you have an Instagram? Yep. Okay, then I can tag it on Instagram. And then what I'll have to do is when I share it from Georgia to my personal one, I can tag it in because I think we're yeah. friends on there. I can just tag you. I'm gonna. I'm probably. I'll probably have a music page on Facebook up by then. Okay. Um, it's just something I'm. I, I'm not a big fan of doing social media, so that's something I've got to figure out for myself. But, um, yeah, I'll probably have a music page by then. Uh, as far as like Instagram those goes though, you just shame bias, and I post on my story. I post like you know. Instagram posts like pictures and stuff and okay. you know it, if, if I'm playing somewhere then that's where you'll know you know that's how you'll find out about it and about like release and stuff like that like releasing the EP and um, the release parties and all that kind of stuff so uh, yeah I mean just Instagram Facebook that's where I post all my stuff I also have a TikTok um, that I post obscure covers and stuff like that. You know, just random songs that I feel love like Shack. singing a minute from, you know. <laughs> yeah, Love Shack. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's all just shame bias. Um, I got lucky in that sense. Okay. Nobody already has my username because bias is not a very common last name. I found. See, I knew a Jennifer Bias growing up in school. I really? Like, I wonder if they're related, but you're from Milledgeville. She wasn't from Milledgeville. So uh, I, don't, I, think it, I think hers is uh, B-Y-E-S-S, though. I don't think it's the Oh, uh, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, people like Greg calls me by use, by use, which is pretty cool. <laughs> I think it's pretty cool, but yeah, that's where you find me. It's my name. Right. Well, again, thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, man. Like I said that this was the musical part of it. I always give you about an hour or so, three songs. Yeah, uh, it's always fun. Oh yeah, this and is great. This part is kind of more of like a twenty question kind of game. Sure. And if you've heard the podcast, you know where I'm going. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I do it all the time. And yeah. I, I, I want to hear. We we know about Shane, the musician. We heard some stories of you growing up. Uh, what's a hidden talent of Shane? Hidden talent. Um, I can dislocate my left thumb. <laughs> Let me see it. And then it just kind of flops like that. Oh. Yeah, man. Oh. Just turns around like that. Yeah. <laughs> He gets you out of handcuffs. Oh. That's a different story, but <laughs> he gets you right. out of handcuffs. Now you like Mel Gibson when he just like gets his shoulder and he gets out of the <laughs> thing. That doesn't mess with your playing? Not at all. Not really? at all. No, it's it's like like when I pop it back in, it'll be fine. It doesn't even hurt or anything. Oh wow. See that's when you mess with somebody at the uh at the at a gig you start playing, you pull it out, it's like, Oh my god, my thumb. It's like something happened. <laughs> I don't know what happened. It got stuck in the guitar strings. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's funny see anybody I, i've got to the point now i think in the show everybody knows it's coming so like they won't tell me embarrassing things like they can yodel or sing or they can make funny noises because i do it all the time mm -hmm. so i think people have kind of got onto that so i had to get more questions out of it. yeah 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 totally um we know you're, you're singer songwriter right so you, but if somebody else could sing your songs mm -hmm. who would you want to sing your songs um it depends on the song but like for for some of the earlier stuff that I wrote, I think um, there's this dude from my hometown named Logan Crosby. 
Okay. And he, uh, he's, he's been on like reality TV. He, he went to a high school up the road from my high school and all this stuff. There's a couple of songs that I've written that I think he would sound really cool on. Um, just cause he's like, you know, he's from my hometown. He's, he's a, he's a nice dude. And, um, you know, he, he's getting up there. He's about to go on tour with wow. somebody. I can't remember her, the lady's name that he's going on tour with, but yeah, he's, he's got a good voice and he's got a good way of saying things. And I think that I've, I've got a couple of songs, a few songs that he would sound really good on just cause he's got that kind of style, you know? Okay. Real country. But yeah, that's if, if somebody was to do a movie of your life, mm-hmm. who would play you in that movie? Um, man, I ain't never thought of that. Uh, man, Brad Pitt, dude, Brad, <laughs> Brad Pitt. I'm going to say it. Brad Pitt. I think he, he's got the kind of, he, I don't know. He's got that kind of sly thing about him, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, anybody that, anybody that knows me personally, like I've, I've been told a few times that I look like Brad Pitt and people are either like, no, you don't. Or they'll be like, I see it. But I've been told by strangers that uh-huh. I look like Brad Pitt. So that's that's another kind of inside joke with a few people is that it kind of frustrates me when people tell me I look like Brad Pitt. See, I don't see Brad Pitt see, at yeah, all. No, no. See, either people really think that I look like Brad Pitt or they don't. I'm like, I don't think I look like Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> no, whoever listens to this is going to be like, oh, there he goes talking about Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think now that you that you said that, who reminded me, because there's an actor I'm thinking of, but because you're here, you got the hat and the hat. Yeah. I'm thinking Joe Dirt. That's all I can think of right oh, now. Oh, yeah, man. Joe Dirt, dude. That's my brother, though. My brother's got a mullet and he's got red hair. He's got a mullet and everything. His, fa- his facial hair kind of grows in all white trashy like. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like mine. Yeah. <laughs> my big old bushy beard. I'm growing out. <laughs> he grows mutton chops just like naturally. But yeah, he, uh, <laughs> and that's my brother. But um, no, I get, I, I, I can see Joe Dirt. Yeah, man. I Dave's think it's just face. the hair and the hat. It yeah. reminded me of it. That's probably what it is. That's, that's one of my wife's favorite movies, too. Yeah, I love that movie. <laughs> we were watching, what did we watch yesterday? We watched, um, I had the kids. Oh, we had the kids watch Dude, Where, Where's My Car? Oh, man. <laughs> they thought it was so stupid. Me and my wife were dying laughing. Man, maybe Matthew McConaughey. I don't know. I like Matthew For the McConaughey. movie. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I went back, but yeah, no, maybe Matthew McConaughey. Those are just, those are just some cool dudes. Oh, know? yeah. <laughs> I would love to meet Matthew McConaughey just to hang out and drink a beer with him. Yeah, man. He just seems so cool. Oh, yeah. He seems like a down to earth dude, you know? Yeah. Well, that leaves a good question then. If, um, you said that would play you. You would have Brad Brad Pitt play your music. Um, if there was like a soundtrack of your life, what would it be then? Soundtrack of my life um, in the beginning, like, like like let's let's narrow it down to like my music. Okay. So like, if you were to take samples of like music that I've listened to, but also kind of fit the story. When I was learning guitar, it was a lot of like grunge music, and so. There would definitely be like some Bush on there, like Stone Temple Pilots in That's the beginning. Good music. Oh yeah, and then it would lead into like, well, before that it would be a hundred percent like George Strait, Alan Jackson, um, Chris Ledoux. No, I love Chris Ledoux. And then Gordon Lightfoot and stuff like that. Like my dad is totally responsible for my taste in music because <laughs> it was all always like the the same really good country or folk songs when mm-hmm. I was a kid, like riding in the truck with him. But but then like you know getting towards now, it would be and it now is kind of the same as it's been the past several years. But it would be people like Charlie Crockett, Coulter Wall, Tyler Childers. It's like any of their songs fit me totally. Okay, Sturgill Simpson, you know just. All those guys. See, that's funny you said. I never thought of it. Now that you said that, I was thinking, like, I always ask this question, and 
the best one of the best answers I've ever got. The lady said, my songs. My <laughs> songs are the story of my life. I was like, That's, you know, you're the first person that said it, it made sense. Mm. But now that you, when you said it like that, it made me think like the progression of myself as, as an artist or as a life in general. Like the first music I remember ever hearing was the Eagles. Yeah. I love the Eagles. Uh, and they came Hank Jr., Charlie Daniels. I oh, went yeah. through that phase where I listened. I still listen to it, but that's where it started. Mm-hmm. And then I started getting into, um, it was Bad Company. No, Bad Company came after. So it, then it started getting to the rap phase because I got like the two live crew and the Tupac. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then it started going toward the rock where ZZ Top, Bad Company. Um, and that's why cause when I do the radio show. It's always a mixture of stuff because that's just what I grew up with. Right. And then it got into like Gary Allen and the Scorpions, and then like, I've always been a Rolling Stones fan. I'm not a Beatles fan, but I'm a Rolling Stones yeah. fan. Yeah. Um, and then now lately, it's been because I'm doing more singing and songwriting stuff. I'm getting into the, some of the songwriters like Cody Jinks, uh, Midland. Mm-hmm. I like them. You know, Sergio Simpson. I, he's okay. He's not one of my favorites, but he's good. I like him. Yeah. Uh, Jason Isbell, stuff like that. Oh, I love Jason Isbell. It's, he, he's probably my biggest influence as far as like lyrics go. Mm-hmm. Um, him and Brent Cobb. See, oh yeah, I didn't realize Dean Dillon wrote so many songs. Like, oh yeah, there's oh, a, yeah. a buddy I met doing this. Uh, his name is Don. He he did a album of covers, uh, old timey covers, and a lot of them are Dean Dillon's. He did like one one song is his, but I, that's when I started digging into Dean Dillon. Like, I didn't realize he wrote that many songs. And if you go to Nashville and you're playing out like we do here, and like you do open round or songwriters rounds, don't be surprised if the person sitting next to you that's not really a good guitar player but just playing has written songs with George Jones or George Strait or Garth Brooks because it's wow. happened. I've met a guy. He was he was playing and he wasn't a very good guitar player, but he had a good song, right? And but he's 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 that whole typical we talked about it is you don't have to be a great singer. You just got to get your songs heard. Yep. Right. And so he's sitting there playing. I'm like, oh, okay. And then yeah, we got talking. Oh yeah, I wrote with the Garth Brooks and I I don't remember what song it was, but it was like unanswered prayers. It was a big one, right? Wow. And I'm like, really? I was like, yeah. And it's, it's cool to meet people like that. Mm-hmm. And that's why I do this, because I want to hear stories. And, you know, you never know who you're going to talk to. Yeah. And you never know what's going to happen. Oh, I've met a lot of cool people. Right. Oh, it, yeah. it, it, it's songwriting. How can you not be cool when you do oh, that? Dean Dillon wrote my favorite George Strait song, The Chair. The Chair. Yeah, that yeah. is my favorite George Strait song. And he wrote Tennessee Whiskey. Yeah. For everybody, it's David Allen Cole first. I'm just telling you. Most people know that. <laughs> Songwriters know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, I've, 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 we got on this other. St- I t- we do tangents on this show. I told you we're, we're kind of conversating, <laughs> yeah. you know, every which way but loose, right? Which is a good movie. Also a good song. Yes. Um, if are you like watch TV or movies anything now? Are you, yeah. What's your favorite TV show? Favorite TV show. Hmm. I don't watch as I'm I'm rewatching The Walking Dead right now. My son's watching The Walking Dead. Man, I'm I'm rewatching it and I like it more now. Okay, um, but. Either that or The Office, man. I watch The Office like religiously. I gotta get. I'm watching The Office, but I gotta get. I guess the first season is just kind of the. the it's kind of. It's slow to me. It's like it's kind of stupid, and I love Steve Carell. I'm yeah. like, really? I was like, this stuff. Everybody loves the show. I was like, I don't get it yet. Yeah, it's it's kind of have to settle into it. Like some of the you know later seasons, like after like season three or better. But okay, you know it's it's that awkward like cringy humor. Just makes I me, like that. Creepy. It makes me laugh, man. I just and then I find myself like creating awkward situations in uh, person with people. Like I'll say something really out of pocket, 
and then just like watch people get real quiet. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. Yeah, it's I, I'm the same way. It's, it's that's my entire sense of humor, just making people slightly uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. I I I mean, my wife, I, mine is like I'm kind of dry humor, but I always play devil's advocate. So mm-hmm. like it's funny. She'll have a conversation, say something, and I could agree with her. But I just say the opposite to piss her off and to get her going in the conversation. That's, yeah. that's how I do it. But I think that's fun. <laughs> um, what are three things on your bucket list? Three things on my bucket list. Um, I would like to own a 72 Silverado single cab. Okay. I would like to own one. Um, I would like to perform at the Grand Ole Opry, of course. And... I want to love somebody. That's a song right there. I'm playing at Grand Opry and love somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to write that right now. Well, I, I want to, I, I say I want to love somebody. I want to, I want to love somebody that loves me as much as I love them. I think, I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of out there, but. You 100%. realize we're writing a song right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah. No, I, I hate to get too deep on you, but like, I think that's something that, you know, maybe I already have that. I think I do, but. You know, for certain. Right. You know, I want to know it. But, yeah. My wife always, she's, oh, you might want your love. I said, you don't know that. I said, you won't know that until I'm dead. If you're there on the cloud with me, then, okay, you're my true love. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, I had that same argument. She said, well, you believe what you believe, and I'll believe what I believe. So, yeah. That's fine. You believe what you believe, and that's, <laughs> that's part of it. Yeah, yeah. Who knows what's going to happen? Oh, yeah. But that's, that's, I think everybody should have that in life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you weren't doing music, what do you think you'd be doing? Um, probably acting. Okay. Um, I was, you know, I was an actor in college and um, high, like at the end of high school and everything. I'd probably still be doing like um, open calls and stuff for like stage musicals or or uh, I did a couple of calls for like TV shows and stuff. Like, got callbacks and stuff, but I don't know. It's just. It's just not the right people for me, I think. Do you have different accents that you can do for? Um, I used to, but I, you know, I haven't done them in so long. I say because now, if you say it, don't you can do it? Then we're gonna have to hear one. <laughs> I mean, I, I used to like you know would screw around and you know have funny stuff for stages, like stage musicals, plays, stuff like that. But uh, I haven't done it in so long just because I don't know. I got tired of it. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, you kind of growing up and figuring yourself out. Either that, or I would be a a nurse. Um, my, both my parents are nurses. Uh, I was, I was going to go to nursing school until I started performing. Um, but yeah, probably that realistically, probably nursing is probably what I would have gone back to school for. Have you tried like any plays or anything like local around just to, to I performed at like the Atlanta Lyric, um, the Atlanta Lyric theater. I did like a cabaret with them. Uh, singing like musical theater stuff, which is funny because I did a Tennessee Ernie Ford song for them. Really? Um, yeah, it was really fun. Uh, 16 Tons. I did that I song with them. 16 Tons. And what, what do you get? get? Another day older and deeper in debt. <laughs> yeah, man, that's a good song. But uh, we just did a harmony, guys. Hey, and, the ma- and it matches. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> when I go back to listen to this, I may put some reverb on it so it sounds good. We'll just make that the intro. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's funny that was good uh, yeah I mean I did and I, I've auditioned for like stages around Atlanta um, gotten callbacks didn't get casted I was young you know plus I 
there aren't really a lot of roles for people my age with like my voice type, you know? And so I kind of was like, maybe I'll go back to it one day. But right. at the moment, there's not a whole lot of stuff for me. So, well, music is your passion. That's what you want to do. That's yeah. That's I've, it. I've found like a niche with songwriting and, you know, singer, singer songwriting and, right. you know, <laughs> and, uh, I've, I've, I love every second of it. So, well, good. Yeah, it's going great. So for the last question, then, uh, I always make it the last question. What's the best advice you ever got? Um, my dad told me one time, he was like, I was, I was all bent out of shape about something that I did. I didn't get a role or, or maybe I fudged something up or something, but mm-hmm. he was like, don't tell yourself. No, let them tell you no. That's good advice. And I've been living by that. That's very good. And it, and it works. It works a hundred percent. Just talk to people, yeah. you know, let them tell you no. That's get told no. That's that's how you succeed. You just make, get, yeah, make them tell you. No. Yeah. I like that. Make them tell you no. Make them tell you no. That's yeah. cool. That's on. Yeah, that's the best advice I've ever gotten right. as far as career goes. You know. Yeah, that's that's in life too. Though. Life too. Yeah. That's the, that's fits everything. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, Shane, thank you for coming up here, brother. Man, thanks for having me. It's been great. It's that's been fun. a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, we've been talking for I don't know how long, an hour and a half. Hey, that doesn't, <laughs> doesn't seem like it. No, that's why <laughs> I feel like it. It's so much fun. Oh yeah, it's a lot of fun. This, is, this is, I, I would, I love this. This is what I like to be doing. Perfect. Thank you again for coming on. Yeah, man. Thank you. All right, everybody, this is Georgia Songbirds, and this is Shane Bias. And at the Georgia, we are actually at, I'd say the bird's nest, but the gazebo is the bird's nest, so we're in <laughs> Songbird Studio. I don't have any really cutesy name for it, but it's just Songbird <laughs> Studio. It's, it's cute enough, yeah. Right. <laughs> guys, give me other names if you want something cuter. Thank you, guys. Figured out what not to say and when to shout Putting my foot in my mouth anyway Late nights and barroom fights are gone for now but not for good Save them in my pocket for a rainy day And I've lost the sleep to dream I'll get a job and try to stay clean Maybe I ought not listen to what I say But maybe there's an answer on the highway or the stage Maybe I should find out for myself Maybe I look back in 20 years and feel the same Instead of just seeing how far I fell Never too good at roping it. It's lonely out on the ocean, and I know going fast won't get me far. But maybe there's an answer on the highway or the stage. Maybe I should be somebody else. 
Maybe I look back in 20 years and feel the same Instead of just seeing how far I fell 